0: I bet you didn't think you'd ever hear from me again. (laughs) It's only been since, what, May 10th? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. (sighs) The soundtrack of my life, everyone. It's that frickin' grandfather clock that I keep shutting off. Everyone keeps turning back on. There. God. I think after a while of me continually turning it off, we would learn to keep it off. (laughs) This is where I do all my work, I can't be disturbed by Big Ben over there. (sighs) Wow. What a way to come back after... Three and a half months? Did you miss me? Uh, welcome back to the Wool Gather podcast. It's been a very long time, but I have a good excuse. My excuse is I've been working all summer. I know, which is... Many of you might think is absolutely crazy, and you might assume that I just will never be employed and will continue to live with my parents into perpetuity. Uh, to that I say maybe uh no i was a maintenance worker this summer at a local high school and um i actually had a pretty good time learned a lot uh, learned how to run a weed whacker which was an experience <laughs> um what else did i do oh i cleaned 57 toilets a day Which, if you're wondering, it's a lot of toilets. But I've gotten to the point where I'm so good at cleaning toilets, I can clean all 57 of those toilets, uh, including all the sinks that go with them and emptying the trash and whatever, in a little under three hours. Which might not sound good, but it's pretty good. You know, it's a big school. Yeah, so that was my summer. Uh, I worked five days a week, 40 hours a week, and was exhausted 100% of the time. (laughs) Uh, But it's over now. Uh, I'm back to school. Actually, today is my first day of classes. And by classes, I mean I don't have classes. They're just courses that are kind of open to me whenever. Which is nice. It's just how I like them. So, especially in pandemic world. Um, yeah. So, today's my last first day of school. Uh, which is both exciting and terrifying. Because that means that at this time next year, I need to be employed somewhere. <laughs> uh, and who knows? Maybe I'll be moved out of the house. Probably not. Oh. <laughs> uh, my outlooks are grim. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, what an eventful summer, everyone. Uh, hope everyone has stayed safe. Uh, got their fun in the sun. Um, but uh, I hate to break it to you, but summer is now over officially. I've declared it fall because I'm tired of dealing with hot weather. Um, it's 78 degrees outside, which is not bad, but I'm inside sweating so much. I'm so uncomfortable. I just want it to be freaking 20 degrees outside, fire in the fireplace in the other room, me wearing some sweatpants and hoodie and like mm, just chilling. God, literally chilling. (laughs) Yeah, I hate summer. I really do. I mean, I don't like being hot at all. Um, And that's like summer's thing, you know? Um, Hot and bright. And if you're from this area that I live in, which I'm not going to tell you, (laughs) so you don't show up at my house, um, it rains a lot here too. Which you might think, you know, hey, that kind of gives you a break from all the sun that you're complaining about. Well, yes, but also it makes it so freaking humid So when the humidity and the heat mix, oh my God, (laughs) everything's miserable. But enough complaining. Fall's here, I've declared. Hopefully we've seen the last of the 80 degree days. Hopefully we're moving towards 60 degree days, which 60 is right about my ideal temperature. Um, And that means we're getting close to Uh, The best time of the year, a.k.a. October, November, December. Why is it the best time of the year? I'm glad you asked. Um, It's because there's always something to celebrate, you know? You get to have Halloween, where you just celebrate people scaring each other and big, bloody, nasty things. Uh, Halloween is not really my favorite, but I've never really done anything exciting for Halloween before. I think I went to a Halloween party once and it was underwhelming. I was in high school. There was no alcohol. <sighs> not that alcohol defines if an occasion is good or not. But you know, as an adult, kind of does. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Um Yeah, but it was it was fine, but at the same time I've never really, you know, done a Halloween thing. You know. Which sucks. This year, I need to find something to do because I have the best costume idea. And it's easy and cheap. And I don't care. I'll keep re-wearing it until I get sick of the character. But I've been playing this horror game called Dead by Daylight. Uh, And I know a lot of people are playing it right now. Some people are very frustrated with it right now. And I mean, whatever. I play it because it's fun. But there's this character called the huntress and she's so freaking cool and scary and terrifying and i love it um she like wears this weird rabbit mask uh and runs around with a giant axe and throws hatchets at people so good i can't play as her because i'm very bad um but playing against her, scary. Uh, I would lose to her every day. If I had the choice, anyhow. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my costume idea. Uh, so if y'all are local to my region, hit me up if you got a Halloween thing. You know, I need to get out of the house. Um, but yeah, there's Halloween. Uh, there's Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving's always a great time. Um, and then, of course, you have uh, Christmas, which is also a great time. Um, I don't know. It's just something about... And I know not all people celebrate those things, which is it's totally cool. Um, but I don't know. There's something very homey feeling about those three months. Like, you feel, like like, settled in and, like ready, like, all right, we're gonna make it through this season together. It's like, ooh. Or it's just, like, a season for good food. I mean, if you don't have stuff to celebrate, you know, you just make yourself some food or just kind of, like, get comfortable, you know? It's kind of just, like, a nice season. It's quiet until it's not. I don't know. It's hard to describe. Anyway, winter's my favorite. Fall is right up there, though. Fall and winter. Actually, you know what? I think you can lump in fall- no, fall's my favorite season, followed by winter, followed by spring, and then summer can get the hell out. Also, one great thing about winter, there's no bugs. They're dead. <laughs> it's so satisfying. You look outside and you're like, ooh, it's cold. And Even if you hate the cold, at least you don't have little gnats like buzzing about in your ear like, Nee-ee-ee-ee. you know? Or spiders, you don't have to go outside and be like, where's there a spider? Or ticks? Oh, I got two ticks this summer. Like, not just on me, but like, I pulled two ticks out of my leg. Hello? <laughs> like, but. We can thank Summer for that. Summer is for the ticks, and I'm not for the ticks, therefore, I hate Summer. And enough about me and my distasteful. I never. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, what else did I do this summer? Oh, I spent a week at Point Park for grad school. I finally met my classmates, and my classmates are super cool. I slept in a dorm for five nights, uh, and the dorm was not beautiful, but I walked in. I had a four-person suite to myself. And I walked in, I was like, oh my god, I've never lived in such luxury at, at college. And it's true, I my living arrangements at a, a certain undergraduate college that I've definitely mentioned, but I won't call out, um, were not great. <laughs> my senior, the senior housing I had um, was kind of nice, like my roommate and I had our own like separate rooms connected by uh, living space, and it was small, but it was enough, you know? Like we had a futon, and a TV, and a mini fridge, like Keurig area. And then we each had our own rooms where we had our all our stuff. And it was, you know, we separated decorations. Because um, my roommate and I have very different, had very different uh, style approaches. Mine was more Star Wars and hers was absolutely not Star Wars. Um, so it was kind of nice to have our own space. And it was it was very nice dorm. Except for the fact that it was falling apart. (laughs) I literally if I had punched my hand like if I had punched the wall behind my bed, uh, my hand would have gone through the wall and I would have ended up in the bathroom. The walls were that thin. It was like a layer of drywall maybe. And the drywall was like 50 years old. (laughs) I had a pipe running from the laundry room right above my room Through my room. uh, To our laundry room. Or not our laundry room. Like down to the basement. But the pipe went through. So every time someone did their laundry in the washer. I could hear all the water. Cycling through my room. Down into the basement. Not soothing. (laughs) Um, The ceiling was like crumbling. A little bit. Like if my roommate or I. Closed our doors too hard. um, Little like, tiny little particles of the ceiling would float down onto my pillow. So you had to check your pillow in bed every night, dust it off, flip the pillow over, and go to sleep. So it was an experience. But I walked into this place, I walked into Point Park, and I was like, Damn. I have never seen such luxury. Like, the rooms were small. But with one person there, I mean, hello. I had a little kitchenette, I had a mini fridge and cabinets. I had like a little living area with couches. I had my own bathroom. The beds were lofted, which was awful. Like I couldn't, I'm tall, like I am a tall person and I am also not a graceful person. So I climbed into bed the first night on the top bunk because there's no bottom bunk and a lofted bed. And I was like, okay, I can get up reliably. Uh, But I will not be able to get back down. So I was like, you know what? I'm sleeping on the floor. So I gently lowered myself uh, and piled a bunch of mattresses on the ground and slept on the ground for five days. Which kind of sucked, but at the same time, I wasn't going to fall out of bed. That would have put a huge damper on the week. Um, But no, it was a great time. I've never... Stayed downtown before. Um, So that was very different. um, Because my undergrad was in the middle of absolutely nowhere. And you weren't going anywhere unless you had a car. Um, So you kind of had to make your own fun. Uh, But at Point Park, it was kind of like... You could go and do whatever you want. Like, we walked down to uh, Point State Park. The big fountain. And saw, like, the views of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Um, like all kinds of stuff We went to some bars um, We went to bookstores uh, I found this My friend and I walked to this Amazing Korean restaurant Called Bay's Downtown Pittsburgh If you're ever in downtown Pittsburgh You should definitely go to Bebe's I Like we were supposed to move out Friday My dad was coming to pick me up at like 3.30 And my class ended at 2. I ran out of my class, ran back to Baybay's, bought myself lunch, ran back to my room, packed up my room, and then ate my lunch and waited for my dad. Like, it was so out of the way and so inconvenient. But it was so good. Like, I had to go back for more. So, but anyway, yeah, no, I had a really wonderful time. My classmates are absolutely fabulous. Um, It was so nice to be around people um, who kind of, like, appreciate the same thing as me, you know? Um, People who, I mean, not that I... Have not been around people who like the same things as me. But like people who understand and appreciate that kind of writing that I enjoy. Because um, an undergrad, like if you're an English major, like you got everyone. Like people who wanted to do research or literary theory, stuff like that. Um, and then if you divide it down even to the creative writers, like You got poetry novels like prose all kinds of stuff um and to my knowledge i'm the only one really oh no that's not true i did have someone who wrote a screenplay at uh, my undergrad Um, but you know it wasn't exactly the same like we didn't have playwriting classes we didn't have screenwriting classes um it was very different um So it was nice to meet people who shared my specific interests, um, who had um, theater backgrounds or um, other related backgrounds. Um, But they were all just super cool. Like, you know, like you ever go into somewhere and you're like, these are my people. Like, I really, I really felt that. It was something I didn't really have at uh, St. Vincent. So... Yeah, that was my experience at Point Park. It was a great time. Um, I have one more residency next year. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I think I'm the only one who's looking forward to staying in the dorms again, (laughs) but hey, you know what? You do you, I'll do me, and we'll have a good time. So yeah, that was another thing I did this summer. Um, So yeah. So, I want to talk about, this is going to be a short podcast, don't worry. I actually, I have a podcast recorded from June, July, sometime around there, um, that I thought was going to be um, the next podcast back, uh, but I got lazy and didn't edit it. (laughs) So, um, this podcast will be a little bit of a layup to that one, which should come out shortly after this episode's published, um, but it's fun. Uh, I th- think, what was I doing? Oh, I read my astrological chart, which, if I remember correctly, was scary accurate. So, uh, let's sip my coffee. Mm. That's cold. Um, <laughs> iced coffee's so good, why is like lukewarm coffee, like kind of cold coffee, why is it so bad? You know? Like, it's good hot, it's good cold, why isn't it good lukewarm? I don't know. These are the questions I ponder, they keep me up at night. Um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, so this is gonna be a shorter episode. But one thing I do want to talk about, it's actually kind of a two-fold thing. I want to talk about uh, the future of Marvel and also Black Widow, because that just came out in June, I think. I haven't had a chance to talk about it, but I have a lot of thoughts. Um, So I'm going to talk about the future of Marvel a little bit first. Um, So in the past half year or year, I don't know, since January-ish, we've gotten three big Marvel shows. you got WandaVision, which I've talked about and um, love so much. 23 Emmy nominations, please, for a superhero show. I think that's, that's pretty good, that says something about um, the impact of the show uh, outside just the Marvel fandom. Anyway, so there was WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, and Loki. Um, I don't count What If, because What If is still happening, and What If is not currently is not super significant to um, the future of Phase 4 in the Marvel Universe. Um, not that it won't become important, but for right now, it's just stories about, you know, what, what might have been, you know. Um, so, yeah, so we got those three shows. Um, and each show, obviously, what, what interests me the most about Marvel, um, beyond, like, I love how Star Wars storytelling is done. Um, but it is oftentimes, at least in the movies, like the canon, like the Skywalker Saga movies, especially in the sequel trilogy, there's no plan. (laughs) There is no plan. The plan is make movie, pass off the baton to the next director. And it didn't work very well. I love the sequels. They're my favorite. But I'm willing to... Overlook their many flaws because of how much I love them. So they are very flawed, especially writing-wise, especially the last one. Um, I still love it, though. Um, but Star Wars is notorious for their movies having bad planning in ones that lead up to the next. Um, TV shows, whole different story. Not the same thing. Marvel... Kind of has, has the opposite problem with their TV shows not moving to impact their cinematic stuff yet. I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, um, and then all the Netflix Marvel stuff is has no real impact on um, the MCU for now. Um, which kind of loops back into this point. Marvel's storytelling method is, I think, unmatched by any other um, production writing team, whatever, uh, in the movie industry today. Um, and the reason I say that is because Marvel um, took... Wait, let me see how many, how many movies in the MCU... So, hold on, I'm looking up things, that's not the article I want. But it took 23, 22, Infinity Saga, here we go. Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, First Avenger, I lost count already, Uh, 5, The Avengers. Iron Man 3, Thor Dark World, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Endgame, and Far From Home. I don't count Far From Home. 22. Movies twenty two and they all had the same collective this is the goal we're trying to reach. Literally all of these movies build onto each other to get to Endgame Infinity War two. Which is crazy. I mean that's what it started two thousand eight and this cycle ended in twenty nineteen. 11 years? 11 years of storytelling. Like, two per year. To build up to... One giant movie. It's crazy. I don't know how anyone would ever do that. I don't understand. Like, I understand making good stories. I understand and can recognize how these stories, even though they're very formulaic... um all serve very different purposes and I appreciate every single one of them for everything that they do individually. What I don't understand is how someone can think in 2000, we'll say 10, because in 2008, no one knew if Iron Man was going to be any good or if it was going to lead to anything. How do you look at something in 2010 and go, okay, here's what we're kind of going to build towards and here's how we're going to have 20 different characters, be the Avengers, and then build each of their storylines in a meaningful way to address a certain infinity stone or certain introduce another character or whatever. Like, how are we gonna build all these characters and build this web of people to get this final end goal? You know? It's crazy. That's insane. And then also having the like forethought. To be like, okay, here's who's going to carry it next. Like, years ago, I, I know for, like, I know they had to have known who was going to live and die and who was going to be the future of these movies after Endgame. And they were building to that. With certain exceptions. Um, but it's crazy to me. Um... And I think the most exciting thing that we're seeing now in these three Disney Plus shows is um, we know what they're doing this time. Like, we know that everything that happened in WandaVision is going to have an effect on Spider-Man No Way Home and Multiverse of Madness. We know that. We know that um, the events of Falcon and Winter Soldier are going to have an effect on Captain America 4, which just got confirmed. Um, We know that, um, obviously, Loki uh, tied in directly to No Way Home and to Multiverse of Madness as well. Um, And then you have things like Armor Wars, which we don't know much about, but we know that there are hints of it in um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And we know that WandaVision also teed up Secret Invasion, I think. I think that's the right one. Yeah. I think. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Secret Invasion. Um, But definitely the Marvels. Because of... um, What's her name? (laughs) Shoot. What's her name? Uh, Oh, come on. I'm blanking. Uh, Monica Rambo. That's her name. Like... The way that it's all coming together... Is so exciting. And we've only gotten three shows so far. Like... <clears throat> we're getting stuff next year. We're getting a bunch of movies still. Uh, we have Shang-Chi coming out on September 3rd. Um, which... Marvel completely mishandled. I should say Disney completely mishandled um, the promotion of that movie. I I so hope it does well. Um, I'm definitely going to go see it when it's in theaters. Um, I encourage you to as well. Um, It's supposed to be absolutely incredible. um, So I'm very excited for that. You have The Eternals, which is coming out in November um, by an Oscar-winning director. And it looks beautiful. I'm so excited. I have no idea what's going on in it. (laughs) Um, But it looks beautiful. Uh, And then you have uh, No Way Home in December. And in the middle of that, you have What If, that's still happening. And you have The Hawkeye Show, which I want to talk about in a second too. Um, But it's so interesting to see how all these things are lining up and how they're affecting each other. And we're just left to wonder where it's going to go next, because this time we know that it is going somewhere. You know? So I don't know. Um, But to kind of circle back, uh, Black Widow came out in June or July, I don't remember which one. in my opinion, probably about seven years overdue. Um, it was, it is my favorite Marvel movie. I think, um, I think that character was always kind of like you know cool and whatever. Um, but the way she got like overshadowed in every single movie she was in. Except for maybe Captain America, the Winter Soldier. She was just kind of like the girl, you know? Like, you look at the Avengers, she was just the girl. And in Iron Man 2, she was... I don't even want to talk about it. It was awful. An object of objectification. It's a good way of putting it. Badass, but not great. Um, so it's like you have this character who's been around for 11 years and who just, spoiler alert, got kind of brutally murdered, like killed off in Endgame, much to the absolute um, outrage of probably 90% of the fan base. Um I'm not that outraged, but it definitely should have been Clint. I mean, you know. Um, But this movie, I think the biggest flaw with this movie, and what I've read with some critics, too, who agree, this movie feels like an apology and an afterthought. Like, hey, so we're sorry that we killed her, but also here's her movie, so don't be sad anymore. Don't be sad. It's okay. Just chill. You know? Uh, so you already know what's gonna happen. Kind of. So it took away a little bit from... The integrity of the movie, you know? Like, if you watch like a prequel or something, and you know the main character's in the next movie, it's like, okay, why am I watching this? And I would have said... I would say that if Black Widow was the only interesting character in that movie, um, the movie would not have been very good. For that reason. However, and one of the other flaws that has been pointed out by critics, um, I think the real star of that movie is not Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, uh, but Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova. Um, And that character added the much-needed, like, what's going to happen? Like, we actually care about this character. Is she going to die? We've never seen her before. We know she's not in Infinity War Endgame. Why isn't she there? You know? Um, uh, And Melina and Alexi were also kind of, like, kind of the same, but also kind of not, because they're... I don't know. But... um, It was... it. Looking at it from that point of view, it's weird. You know? You go to the Black Widow movie and you're more invested in Black Widow's sister. <laughs> you know? But... I don't know. The movie felt like an afterthought. I'm glad we got the afterthought. I mean... I think... With all those... Considerations aside, the movie's really excellent. I mean, the idea is really different, you know? Not really different, but... Um, One of the things I really appreciated about the movie uh, was having a female director. Um... Because, you know, it it felt like it was written for the female gaze, you know? Um, And before this, the only other um, female-led Marvel movie was Captain Marvel, which was fine. um, But that had... Co-directors. It was Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. Who did, I think, an okay job. But it was... I don't know. It was fine. It was a fine movie. (laughs) But this movie... um, Felt very... It felt like a correction for the character. Because up to... I don't know. Like... Honestly, Infinity War, um, Black Widow was just the sex symbol, you know. Um, and Scarlett Johansson talked about that too a lot. And it's also really ugh, I like watching interviews with the actors before movies come out, um, and some of the move like there's compilations on YouTube about um, like the most. Like, awful questions interviewers have asked people. And my god, the amount of times creepy-ass men asked Scarlett Johansson about the jumpsuit. Ugh. My god. Like, it's, it's just so uncomfortable. It's not even funny. Anyway. Um, what was I saying? But yeah, this, this movie felt like a correction. Like, um... Okay, yeah, you knew you know what Natasha was like. Um, but this is actually who she is. Um, and I think it addressed some really important aspects of her character. Um, namely, it corrected um, Joss Whedon's depiction of her from Age of Ultron. Which was someone who was broken and a monster because she couldn't have kids. which is just a terrible and shitty message and is just absolutely just, it's awful. Joss Whedon is a piece of shit and anyone who tells you otherwise has not done their research. Um, But this movie felt like it was actually adding some humanity back to the character and also trying to show the trauma that the character went through Um, one of the most talked about scenes of the movie was the um, like the opening credits scene um, where it basically I mean the movie revolves around taking down the red room which is the Russian assassin group that Abducts children and like indoctrinates them, mind brainwashes them into becoming um, spies. And it's just like the opening credits, you won't understand if you haven't seen it because it's very visual, like, there is no dialogue. Um, but it's it's too real, you know? Like, you understand, like, human trafficking and stuff is such a very real thing. Um, and it's not something that I thought would be addressed in a Marvel movie. <laughs> but it was. And it was done in a way that didn't interrupt the um, action and the Marvelness of the story... Um, but also in a way that made you go, oh yeah, this is actually happening too. Maybe not making super soldiers, but making like this thing that we're cringing at in a movie theater is happening in real life and is just as bad. So I thought that was the way that they approached that was really, really interesting, um, The other thing that it addressed, um, hmm. the scene at the end where Natasha confronts um, Dreykov was so wildly upsetting to me. Um, and it just made the ending even better, but it was so, it wasn't superhero-y in a way. It was very, it felt like, again, like, this could happen. It's a guy abusing his power, and on his power trip, he's um, abusing these women on the way. He's talking about all these girls he's abducted, and like, what was the line? It was something like, I have unlimited access to uh, the world's best renewable resource, just girls and it's just like ugh. like you want to just like reach out and absolutely just punch them in the face yourself and it's it's so interesting because I mean compared to like Thanos and compared to like I don't know red skull or I don't even know, who were the others? (laughs) The others. Like, he's not what you would think of as a Marvel. Do you mind, Scout? I'm trying to do a podcast here. I'm talking about some serious stuff. It was a motorcycle. (sighs) She always has to have a say. Um. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Dreykov is not what I would expect as a normal Marvel villain. But he was the most real, I think, in a sense. And that's what made him the scariest. You know? Because you also meet people who share some of those qualities. Like, you meet and hear about men who harass and abuse and... Um, try and assert some power they think they are owed over women and it's been allowed to happen without repercussion for ever (laughs) and to have that addressed in a marvel movie where you know a lot of kids will be watching this is really Not moving, but moving. You know? Like, this is something that makes you uncomfortable. Here's why. Don't let this happen. Like, you know, don't let that happen to you. Don't let that happen to people you know. So I don't know. I thought it was a really brilliant depiction of all kinds of trauma and guilt and kind of a commentary on the world today and a lot of the issues that people are facing so it felt more than just a one-off marvel movie which makes it even more disappointing because now we know natasha's dead and she's not coming back especially since disney was (laughs) So shitty to Scarlett Johansson and screwed her over with her paycheck. And now she's suing them. So we've seen the last of Scarlett Johansson in Marvel, I think, um, so I do think Marvel absolutely fumbled the ball when it came to, um, killing Natasha. I think that's such a shame, um, I do think they have set themselves up for something redeeming though, and that's where we're going to get back to Hawkeye. Um, I don't know about y'all, I really didn't care that there was a Hawkeye TV show coming out. Um, I saw a tweet <laughs> that Kate Bishop in this, um, who's the new Hawkeye I guess, I don't know, Kate Bishop, Um, is described in, like, the overview or whatever for the series as being a huge Hawkeye fan. And that's why, like, she, like, catches his attention and they go on some weird-ass adventure. Um, but I read a tweet, someone was like, no one has ever been a fan of Hawkeye in their life. This is so unbelievable. (laughs) Like, the thing we'll have to suspend our disbelief for the most with this show is the fact that Hawkeye has a big fan. (laughs) It's true. I can't stand Hawkeye. My God. Um, But we know now because of Black Widow um, that Hawkeye is going to feature um, Yelena again. Which I think is going to be very interesting because Yelena is has been asked to go kill Clint Barton, who's Hawkeye, uh, by Valentina, whatever her name is, um, who's an al- also an interesting character. And I'm so happy it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who I think is absolutely hysterical. Um, but, um, Florence Pugh's credited as appearing in all eight episodes I believe um, which is really exciting because I am i really don't care about any of the others I just want to see um, Yelena um, and that golden retriever that's in the show like what the heck I want the golden retriever um, but I think that the Hawkeye show has um, the potential to maybe address how Marvel treated um, Natasha. And I think they'll do it in less of a way of like directly addressing Natasha's death and more in the way of kind of like setting Yelena up to um, carry on the legacy. Um, so I think we'll see some change in Yelena, who until now has just been an assassin. Um, and I think what I would do is I would rebrand Yelena as the Black Widow. Or, you know, I think she, I think White Widow would be really kind of a cool thing to, uh, look into. You know, that way it's kind of like offset, like they're not the same, but at the same time they are. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, All I know is that the Hawkeye show, I think, will be the last we see of Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye. Um, But it'll set up Kate Bishop as the new Hawkeye, and then Yelena as the notable Widow. (laughs) I don't know what they'll call her. I hope they call her White Widow, though. Because the black, Black Widow, it just doesn't... That's Natasha, you know? Um, plus I loved Yelena's white suit with the vest and all the pockets I hope she gets the vest back oh god (sighs) Kevin Feige hates us I think (laughs) he just wants to see us suffer Um, so yeah interesting things ahead for Marvel Uh, can't wait to see what happens whatever it is I'm sure it'll be good Um, but yeah, um, I didn't even talk about the Spider-Man trailer. Spider-Man trailer came out. It's exciting. Doc Ock's back. Woo. We didn't see anything that we didn't know. I have no idea what's going to happen in it though. Like I really don't. I'm most excited for Multiverse of Madness though. They said that Wanda's going to be the main villain. I don't buy that. I don't buy it. And if she is the villain, good for her. I don't like doctor strange i'm just going to i'm just going to see her i'm going to get her kids back and put vision's soul back in white vision i don't know i just want her to live happily ever after and not get traumatized anymore <laughs> poor wanda my god um as for loki oh my god that series ended it was so disappointing Ugh, makes out with himself what the hell Yeah, no, didn't like it. Falcon and Winter Soldier was pretty okay. Not a huge fan. I thought that Power Broker and Carly Morgenthau, wildly underwhelming. Sam Wilson as Captain America, worth every second. That suit's incredible. So. So, yeah, those are my thoughts. Uh, This did go longer than I thought. Um. Keep an eye out for that next podcast. I'm thinking maybe next week or the week after. Um, yeah. So this is the start of season two of the podcast, I've decided. I don't know how many episodes are going to be in it. Um, I do know it'll probably go until next summer. We'll be we'll call that a season. We'll call a year a season. Um, I do have a couple interviews set up. You might hear from uh, my PR director and my number one fan. <laughs> Um, I have one of my friends wants to join us and talk for a little while Um, so yeah some exciting things ahead Uh, if you have any ideas for me what you want me to talk about um, DM me on Instagram Um, yeah that's the podcast Um, thank you all for listening if you've made it this far great, if you haven't, you'll never hear this so whatever Uh, If Marvel's not your thing, we won't talk about it next week, maybe. Probably. I don't know. Actually, no, we won't, because we'll talk about my astrology chart. Sick! (laughs) All right. Well, I got homework to do, and it's 3 o'clock. I haven't done it. So, I will see you guys... No, I won't. I'll talk to you guys later. Stay safe. uh, Get vaccinated. Wear your mask. Um, if you haven't gotten vaccinated, shame on you. Do it. Do it. I feel fine. Do it. Trust me. Do it. Do it now. You're not doing it. I I literally just asked you to. No, I feel fine. Stop injecting yourself with horse dewormer. What the hell? (laughs) It literally says for veterinary use only on the syringe. Leave it alone. Put that shit in your horse, not yourself. All right, goodbye. Now I'm angry, ugh.